Wow. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Diamond and Silk Chit Chat Live. I'm your host, Silk, and you are my diamond dream team. And if you hadn't got your brooch, your diamond and silk brooch, make sure you go to Diamond and Silk store and get your brooch. Yes. And uh, also, before I go another further, I want to make sure that you all stop, stop what you're doing and make sure you share this broadcast, share this podcast, because as Diamond would say, sharing is caring. And if you care about this country, if you care about the Constitution, if you care about election integrity, if you care about your livelihood, you will stop what you are doing right now and share. Share it everywhere and let them know that Silk is on the air. Uh, so shout out, shout out, shout out to all of our affiliates. Shout out to uh uh, Getter Live, everybody that's on Getter, shout out to Rumble, shout out to CTA TV, shout out to even Roku for streaming our, our content, our shows live, shout out to RSBN for always being there for Diamond and Silk uh, and streaming our shows live. You, anybody can stream it. Anybody can stream it. We have more affiliates that is coming on air, on, on the online with streaming our shows and I I'm just so appreciative of everybody that's standing in the gap and standing in our corner and, and making sure that the show go on. If you have any questions tonight, you can send it to diamondandsilk at gmail.com. That's diamondandsilk at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget to download the Frank Speech and Frank Social app. It is imperative that you download these apps so that you can stay updated and informed. Feel free to share, share with everybody and let them know to download the app so that when you get breaking news or whenever something is coming across the wire, you can be first to get the information, the true information out there. Because as you can clearly see, this government is not gonna give it to you. All they're gonna do is tell you a bunch of lies like they've been telling us. That's exactly what they're gonna do. Um, also, once again, and you know, we are promoting this mass derma. This was a project that Diamond was working on uh, with one of our affiliate or sponsors. Uh, and it's called MassDerma.com. It's for the people that still have to wear those masks, but their skin is getting irritated underneath those masks. So you can go to MassDerma.com. Use promo code Diamond. Use promo code Diamond. It's what you can do. That's massdermer.com. Okay. Also, don't forget about MyPillow 2.0 at mypillow.com. That's mypillow 2.0. You can go to mypillow.com. The pillows are amazing, phenomenal. I like the fact that you can pick and choose which, which do you want it real firm? Do you want it not as firm? There's so many good choices there that. Mike Lindell has cleverly put together. So be sure to go to mypillow.com, use promo code DIAMOND, or you can use promo code TRUMP1, okay? Don't forget about our book, Uprising. Who the hell said you can't ditch and switch to Awakening of Diamond and Silk? You can get the book at diamondandsilkstore.com. That's diamondandsilkstore.com. Okay, so we're going to go ahead on you all and get into the show. You know, last night, Jim Crow Joe, he did what he what he knew to do. And that's lie. He told America, Americans a bold face 
lie. Just straight out, openly, as if everything and everybody is okay. We have inflation going through the roof. We have prices going through the, 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 the price of eggs is going through the roof. Milk is double and triple the amount. And he wants to say that America is doing so great. As my sister would cleverly say and clearly say, nothing is built, nothing is back, and nothing is better around this mofo. Absolutely nothing. This man have literally destroyed America, you know? And so just sitting there listening to him and looking at how the Republicans responded back. I don't fault him. I would have called him a bold-faced liar right there in his face in the chambers. So I love the way that they called him out right then and there on national TV. He's a liar. How can this bastard talk about the border when he's the one that has it wide open? He, he, the things that he's talking about he's going to do, he's had over 40, 50 years to do it and hadn't did one thing. So if he couldn't do it in 40, 50 years, what made you think he gonna do it in the next two years? He, they've seized the White House, been in it for two years. Can you name me one thing good that they've done for the betterment of America, of Americans? Name me one thing you can. His, the, 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 the State of the Union address last night was a clown show, a straight, a clown show. You know it, and I know it. I didn't even want to watch it all. I was waiting on this man to say something about the white supremacists, because that's the, the first thing he always run to is white supremacists this and white supremacy that. Because here's my deal. He's the biggest racist, the biggest white supremacist there is to walk the face of this earth. So I'm pretty sure that he don't have any mirrors around because when he look in the mirror, he sees a white supremacist. He surely do. And yeah, Silk said, and I meant every word that I just said. Now, speaking of the State of the Union address, back to give his take on Biden lies at the State of the Union address and to also talk about why the GOP should give his generation a seat at the table Please welcome back to the show, Brylin Hollyhan. Brylin. Hey, Sil, good to see you. Thanks for having me back. Oh, thank you for coming back on the show. I really appreciate you being here with us. Why don't you just give us your take on what you thought about Jim Crow Joe Biden, lying to we the American people. Yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, I'm happy to, you know, so, I watched the president's speech last night. I didn't expect much about, out of it. It was Joe Biden. So, you know, I, I didn't think he, he would do too well. Uh, but he had been practicing this thing for a few weeks. I thought, you know, maybe he could do okay. You know, he, they went over this and over this and over this. But I thought after reading through that teleprompter, maybe, maybe Jim Codro could get through the speech without blundering. Well, like you said in your monologue, Silk, it was a complete and utter phone show. Joe Biden blundered the entire Speech. And I've, I've talked to a lot of Americans today who said, hey, look, I'm a working class American. I don't have time to waste my Tuesday night, my busy Tuesday night, listening to a senile old man scream into a microphone in the House chamber. And frankly, I don't blame them. But I knew I'd be on here tonight and I knew it'd probably be appropriate if I at least watched most of it. So I forced myself to sit through it. 
And I took three takeaways, three takeaways I want to share with your audience if they didn't have time to, to watch Jim Crow Joe's speech last night. And it's this. It was embarrassing. It was incoherent. And it was out of touch. That is what sums up Joe Biden's first term in office so far. And hopefully we can get him out for yeah. a second term. And last night was his chance to really tr try to better himself in front of the American people. It was embarrassing. It was incoherent. And it was out of touch. So that's what it was. Yeah. Well, when you talk about it being out of touch, you know, these people are rich. OK, they don't go into the grocery store and purchase food like we, the American people, the average consumer. So when I hear them talk about like everything is going well, have this man been in a store to buy some eggs lately? You know, have you seen no, the price? Hasn't. No. Yeah, clearly out of touch. And then to talk about the open borders. Now, he make it seem like we got to do something about it, but don't realize he has the power to do something about it. You know, exactly. and exactly. people are being affected by these open borders. They're being affected by it. But so so you're absolutely right. He's embarrassing and coherent and he is out of touch, period. So you said it. And so what I want to know from you is what are the young people? I know what you said the people are saying, but the young people, your generation, what are they saying? Because I understand that young people like to socialize but they're not fond of this socialism, okay? So what are the young people basically saying out there? No, ma'am, you're exactly right. You know, I travel all over the country. It's the best part of my job getting to talk to people on the ground in all 50 states. And I know I've done events with you and, and Diamond all over the country. We've done stuff like that together. So I get to talk to people. And my favorite thing is talking to people in my generation, talking to people. I, look, I came to school this morning and everybody was like, Brian, I watched some of the speech. It was insane. I mean, people really do realize how crazy this guy is. I don't know if you if you saw it last night, but Biden did that weird thing where he goes in between screaming in the microphone and the whispering and then screaming again and the whispering and then screaming again <laughs> and the whispering. It was just so weird. It was just, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there with my dad and my mom on the, on the couch last night watching. It's like, what is he doing? Like, it is insane. You know, this guy, he went, he took a whole retreat to Camp David to practice for this thing, but he still blundered the whole speech. It was frankly embarrassing. But like you said, for, for my generation, it, it sounds great to be a socialist. You know, they dangle fear and emotions in front of our face. They say, hey, look, free, free thing, free thing, free thing. And the media tells you that my generation is turning to socialism. But still, that's not true. And I'm here to tell you today. I talk to people all over the country and they realize how crazy Joe Biden is. They realize how crazy cackling Kamala is. They realize how crazy, crazy Nancy is. And they see this lunacy that we have up in Washington, D.C., and they won't change. And that's why I wrote an article that we'll talk about here in a second, because when I look out at my generation, I look out at the future of the Republican Party, my generation needs a seat at the table and my generation is ready for that seat. Yeah, I see. I was just about to say that you wrote an article, um, basically how the GOP must address the elephant in a room. Generation Z is what you said. So why do you think that the GOP don't care about the youth vote? Well, I sat down after the midterms. You know, I waited till after we had the runoff in Georgia. I was going to do some work there. And then I said, look, we've got a problem within the party. Something is wrong here. You had a lot of blame, a lot of fingers being pointed around post-election. Everybody blamed Trump. They blamed weak candidates. They blamed the elections. But nobody actually wanted to sit down and address the real problem. I said, somebody's got to, because it was blatantly obvious to me. So I wrote this article called, It's Time for the GOP to Address the Elephant in the Room, Gen Z. Gen Z's me. I'm, I'm a Generation Z. And I said, hey, look. It is time for the Republican Party to give my generation a seat at the table to actually focus time, effort, money on my generation. I mean, I went on TV the other day on a, a network like this one, and I said, hey, look, 
the Republican Party is at risk of extinction. It is an endangered species. If it does not involve my generation right now, I got blasted on Twitter. Silk attack. Oh my goodness, Brian Hollyhan is live on TV, fear mongering. Silk, I'm not fear mongering. I'm saying it like it is. I'm calling out the truth because the American right. people have to realize what's going on. Like you call it out every night on this program, you're doing an incredible job at it. But if we do not wake up right now and say, hey, look, We've got a generation. I'll be able to vote in the next presidential election. You've known me since I was 11. I'm 16 now, and I'll be 18 yes. by the next time 2024 rolls around. I'll finally be able to vote. I won't just be tweeting out you know, angry tweets. I can actually go vote at the ballot box. It is my mm -hmm. generation's turn to actually be at the ballot box. So the RNC, the GOP as a whole, needs to be focusing time, effort, and money on my generation. Yeah, I agree. You know, and what are some of the issues that you think uh, or believe that the GOP really need to address, be addressing with the youth? What are some of those issues? Well, what the GOP needs to be doing, and RNC specifically, since that's you know kind of the leadership structure here, they've got to be on social media. I mean, you do an incredible job of it. I, you know, that's where I, I follow you. I've got your tweet notifications on. Every time Silk's tweeting, I get a notification like, "Oh, look, there she is." Uh, you know, okay. The, the RNC, the GOP as a whole, has to be speaking my generation's language. They have to be where my generation is. So, I, you know, TikTok's a whole issue, but we can be on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, pumping out information, pumping out real truth. Because my generation, all they see is a little CNN clip on TikTok. They just see the little reel on Instagram. They don't really know what's going on in the country. So it is time for the RNC, the GOP as a whole, to come together and get new blood. You know, we talked about Biden's disaster speech, but I don't know if you watched Sarah Huckabee Sanders' response last night. It was incredible. Governor Sanders phenomenal. did an incredible job. From phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. It was the best Republican response I've ever seen. She called out the woke, leftist, liberal lies called out the wokeism in the classroom. She did an incredible job with that. But also what really struck, you know, a chord with me, she painted a parallel between herself and my generation and Joe Biden. She is the youngest governor in America at 40 years That's old. Right. Joe Biden is the oldest sitting president in American history at 80 years old. Sarah Sanders did an incredible job articulating that. I think it was an incredible Republican response. Your audience hasn't, you know, and I, I know you had to stay up late to watch it. So if you haven't stayed up late to watch that yet, once you, once you get done watching Chit Chat Live tonight, I say you hop on over to YouTube and look up Sarah Sanders' response. She did an incredible up. job. She did a phenomenal job. She called it right out, out from the rooter to the tutor. You know, I, we understand yes, that my dear sister, uh, Diamond, she passed away on January the 8th. And uh, you wanted to say your condolences. And so here's your opportunity. Absolutely. So cool. First of all, let me just express my deepest condolences to you personally and your entire family and your team here. Um, you know, Silk or Diamond was was such an important person to me in my life. I know she's an inspiration to so many. As she would say, "Ditch and switch," and she inspired so many people with that message. And yeah. so I hope that I can just be some some you know small beacon to be able to carry that light and carry that torch and that passion. She was just so genuine. She was so kind, and that is something that's so rare in this business. I mean, you have so many backstabbing people, so many two faced, so many fake people. You and Diamond yeah. are the most genuine people I've met in this business. So I just I just wanted to express my condolences and thank you all and. And, and, and thank you for having me on again. It was an honor to be on here to be the, uh, the official Chit Chat Live responder uh, to Biden's State of the Union last night. Wonderful. Let everybody know how they can get in contact with you, how they can see your articles, your videos. Let them know how they can follow you. Yes, ma'am. Well, you can hop on over to thetruthgazette.com. That's thetruthgazette.com. My article is specifically at thetruthgazette.com backslash gazette. That's thetruthgazette.com backslash gazette. My Twitter account is at truth underscore gazette. And then Facebook, Instagram, it's all at thetruthgazette. So I, I hope to be interacting with your followers, your, your audience tonight. You've got an incredible group. And last time I was on here, they showed me a lot of love, a lot of support. So I'm happy to be back. Amazing. Look, I need you to do a video for me. I need you to go out.
I need to know if individuals want to choose between Trump and DeSantis, especially since DeSantis have been seen sitting with uh, 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 Dominion and uh, lawyer or what have you, and basically sitting with the enemy. I call it sitting with the enemy. And I want to know why would they choose DeSantis, if they do choose DeSantis, over President Trump? Because one thing that I found out is that a lot of people don't know what's going on. But if you if you take it and address it as such, to let people know how DeSantis is basically riding with the enemy, okay, but want to say that he's for America first, something ain't fitting right. So I need you to go out, ask the community, and let's get some answers back. Let me know when it's done so we can get you back on the show. Yes, ma'am, we can make it happen. I'll, I'll hit the streets. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you, Sookie. Have a good night. Okay, darling. Incredible. Yeah, we got to find out what the hell's going on here when it comes down to somebody like DeSantis sitting with the enemy, eating with the enemy, being with the enemy, but then want to act like you part, you know, for American first. See, when Diamond was here, she told y'all about the DeSantis. She told you about it. Did she not? Okay. So you got to be cautious here on, on, on who you take and put your support behind. Now with President Donald J. Trump, he was here from the beginning. He said American first. And when he was in office, he did everything based off of Americans first. Not Ukraine, not China, not Russia like this Biden regime is doing. But for President Trump, it was it was Americans, America first. He even got China to start back. He to pay tariffs right here, tariff right here to America. Something that this regime stopped. Y'all better think about this right here. And now when I see what the Sanders is doing, what they're doing is setting him up to be a puppet is exactly what he's doing. When I see uh, DeSantis going around there with Bush, all you're doing is setting yourself up to be a puppet used and abused is pretty much what these folks want to do. And see, whenever the election just happened here in, in, in uh, what was that, 2022, last year, and you notice how DeSantis got all of these great big numbers. I believe it was me that said that there was some type of setup. They did that to make it look like DeSantis can get all of this support. So they didn't cheat in his election. They didn't do it like they did with Herschel Walker and, 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 and Carrie Lake. Uh-huh. What they did with DeSantis is let you have a real true election. That's what they did. And I believe that this whole country is red. I do not believe that people are for all of this foolishness that's going on in this country. I do not believe that. So we're going to uh, see what Brylin come back with because I he need to hit the streets so that I can know uh, what's going on out there in the hood, in the streets, wherever. I need to know. And then I'll bring it to you all. OK, so moving right along, you know, uh, I want to talk to these individuals that's coming up here to talk about how evidence was destroyed in, in the trial of former Senator John Woods of Arkansas State, who is now in prison for 18 years. 
You all, please welcome to the show, Miss Connie Davies and John's brother, Mr. Rob Woods. Hi, Silk. Good to see you. And likewise, and likewise. There you go. There you go. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, hon? I'm doing magnificent. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Is Rob, is Mr. Rob Woods on as well? I am. There you go. There you go. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fine. Thank you for having That's me on. And uh, sorry about your recent loss. Uh, um, I really feel for you on that. Well, you know, like I said, the thing that keeps me going is this thing I keep hearing right here that I needed her more. God needed her more. And so, mm -hmm. you know, all I can do is go with the flow of it because I can't change anything. Yes, I want my sister with me. But you know what? God needed her more. And so I'm here to carry the torch on because we got to get down to the nitty gritty of this. Look, so y'all tell me what's going on here because after do doing my investigation into this, I don't like what I'm seeing. <laughs> uh, we don't either. Go ahead, Rob. You go, well, okay. Oh, well, Silk, yes, and let me just say thank you again um, I to share uh, Rob's feelings. And I do appreciate you carrying the torch now. Uh, we need you, Silk. This country needs you. You're a fighter, and, we're, and you're not a quitter. I know that. So thanks again. But yes, we um, we don't we don't like what we've seen either. Of course, Rob's been uh, directly affected by this. I came on board uh, about two years ago now. And uh, if this is about uh, a former senator from Arkansas, John Woods, uh, who was doing a great job uh, in Arkansas as a state senator. And by the way, I think your listeners would be interested in knowing that he was the first and only public official in the state of Arkansas to uh endorsed Donald Trump during the 2016 primaries. So um, I know your listeners would like that little fact, but um, nonetheless, John uh, was uh, in his capacity as a Senator was getting money for a Christian school in Arkansas. And uh, I think he was getting a grant grant money, $600,000. And um, the, the uh, government claimed that he got kickbacks from that money that he received. Is that correct, Rob? That's correct. Well, yes. and this is for, for, so, for the six hundred. Wait, 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 wait. Now, for the six hundred thousand dollar grant, they were concerned about him getting kickback from the six hundred thousand dollar. Now, so so let me understand this. One point five billion dollars have gone into Hunter Biden's hand. All right, mm -hmm. we got this COVID money that the people done got kickbacks and patty wax. All right, but they want to go <laughs> after true. this senator. Uh-huh. For six hundred thousand dollars, because they said he got some kickback and want to lock him up for 18 years. Is that what you're saying to me? That's correct. That's exactly what she's saying to you. Wow. Wow. Yes. yes. Well, I understand. So, Go ahead. Um, Play it on with the story. Go ahead. So when the government uh, came after him, uh, they started investigating him. Uh, they wanted him to, they tried to pressure him to take a plea bargain. And he wasn't going to do that because he was innocent. And he knew right. if he took a plea bargain, the truth would never come out. So what made it difficult in this case, where there were two other uh, co-defendants uh, involved, and there was one that admitted to guilt to get out of trouble because he knew that if he didn't admit then he was going to be spending a long uh, time in prison. And um, 
so he chose to go that route, which made it difficult for John and the other co-defendant, who was a friend of his, Randall Shelton. Right. So, so they, um, he goes to trial and, um, in the pre-trial hearings, uh, information came out about a FBI agent, Robert Cesario, who had information on a computer and he was told to bring the computer in for forensic examination. When he was okay. told to do that, rather than do, rather than turn it in, he destroyed the computer. Okay, so so from my understanding and what I've read, he basically had the the computer professionally wiped clean. Then he turned That's around correct. and himself and wiped it again clean. Do you know what That's type right. of re relevant evidence may have been on that computer? We don't. Could have been anything. Okay, and, so and the courts put that back on on John to John being my brother to come up with proving whatever was erased. And they put that onus back on him, yet the agent did that twice in December of 2017. And that's mm -hmm. one of two computers. Later on December 27th, there was a second computer that right. was uh, in, in the law office of a local attorney that he brought his computer in and had it replaced and this law office was the lawyer for the government's star witness and this the government star witness was doing audio recordings and who knows what else and he was basically communicating and sharing information with this fbi agent so in the course of literally days we had two computers that uh just vanished as far as the information and and the files that were put onto the replacement at the and I will say that the, the other uh, the local law office uh, there were files that were still on the new computer but what we'll never know is uh, you know what was possibly on that computer before the oh. the new computer basically there there there's a wide open ability for files okay. to have disappeared. So now this is what I'm seeing, and I'm on, on the outside looking in. I'm understanding that after four years of investigation, the agency concluded that the FBI agent broke the law. That's number one. All right. True. Right. All right. So this FBI agent pleaded guilty and took a plea and was sentenced, of course, on January the 5th. Right. But this FBI agent also stated that he intentionally made the content of the computer's hard drive unavailable uh, for right. forensic examination, even though he knew that the content of the hard drive was relevant to an official proceeding, which was this case. So exactly. if he admit to that, how can they still mm -hmm. hold this senator uh, in jail whenever this FBI admitted to destroying some type of of content or evidence uh, prudent to this particular case with the United States versus uh, Senator John uh, John Woods, mm -hmm. how can they still be holding him there? Because it looked like we're dealing with a role FBI agent here. Right, exactly. That's exactly the way we see it, Silk. It hmm. looks pretty clear to me. So when the and law then, breaks the law, there is no law. 
And we've got an innocent man sitting in prison and an FBI agent who was sent home on probation for three years. Yeah, sent home on probation for three years, six of the months you have to serve at uh, home confinement. But you have Mm -hmm. the senator where there's evidence to, to, to probably, in my opinion, substantiate the fact that he's innocent for the simple reason this FBI destroyed evidence. See, really, if, uh, if, another question. Yeah, yeah, another question you can ask: Why would an FBI agent destroy evidence on a computer? What was on the computer that he did not right. want to be disclosed? He said it was medical records. Okay, a prosecutor actually said that's like burning down the house because you don't like the drapes. He, he right. destroyed the entire computer. Right. And he wiped it twice. What was on it that he did not want to be disclosed? It couldn't have been medical records. I mean, it may have been, but I mean, that can't be all. I mean, he risked his reputation. Mm -hmm. But to even quote him in saying that he intentionally did this, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, He intentionally did it to make the hard drive unavailable from a forensic examination. He admitted to that. Okay, based off of this particular case. And with that said, uh, is he appealing this? Are you all appealing this? Actually, uh, the the decision in the district court was appealed um, and the appellate court sustained the decision, uh, sustained the decision of the district court. Now, an interesting thing that happened in the appellate case was that there was a uh, lawyers organization, the National Association for Criminal Defense Lawyers, who looked at this case and wrote Mm -hmm. an amicus brief to the court, to the appellate court, saying that the indictment needs to be reversed, that what they did was deny John Woods of his due process rights. And they Mm -hmm. said it was one of the most egregious acts of government, government misconduct they had ever seen. And yet the appellate court sustained the decision of the district court. So we don't understand what is going on here. It seems that there's something more than FBI agents that are, that are mishandling justice. There's something more going on. And I think that this really fits in um, silk to what we're seeing going on in our country right now. There is, to me, corruption in the highest levels of government and especially in the DOJ and the FBI. And this needs to be investigated. John is one, but we feel that there are other people that are being wrongly accused and, uh, you know, stories are being told that are simply not true. So, Rob, you you may have something more to say about that, too. No, you, you said it better than what I could. It, it's just, it's been a, it's been a real experience. And, uh, uh, you, you know, it's really silk. This is just kind of the tip of the iceberg. I mean, uh, there's, a, there, there's just issue. This to me, it's like a buffet of issues. And this is probably the top issue that we're talking about that happened in my brother's trial, uh, that you, that if a, if a good defense attorney sat down, they would say, Oh my gosh, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. Mm-hmm. And this is wrong. But I'll tell you, if, if you have judges that uh, judges can be like a, a, a bad umpire, you know, wow. in, in a kid's ball game, they, they can just call it however they want to. And that's just the way that it is. And we ask the judge to, to recuse 
there was obvious conflicts of interest. And, mm-hmm. and for those that don't know, you're not asking, you know, the, the a judge's boss, you ask the judge and the judge just says yes or no. And the remedy to that is you go through the trial and if, and if there's egregious conduct, then you bring it up with the eighth circuit while you're in prison. Was this a jury trial? Yes. It was a jury oh, but trial. The interesting thing, but listen, the interesting thing about that in the district level, Silk, the jury was never to know that there was Robert Cesario or that there was a computer that was destroyed. And Timothy Brooks, who was the judge in that federal district court, ordered that they were not to ask questions about it. It was not about to come up in the trial. So that means that the jury, they never heard the fact that there was a computer that was white clean and that right. it had evidence on it that could have really gotten uh, Senator John Woods off of this. That's exactly right. Is that oh, right, wow. Rob? I want to make sure I'm getting the facts correct. Uh, there's two computers. They, didn't, they weren't allowed to hear anything. Oh, wait a minute. Two computers. They weren't allowed to hear anything, but yet they found him guilty based off of what what type of evidence did they find him guilty based off of? Did they have hardcore evidence or was it just circumstance? Substantial evidence. What what evidence said that Senator, uh, former Senator John Woods actually got kickback money? Was there paper trail? Was there receipts? What what actually solidified the fact that this man is guilty of this particular crime? I would say what, Rob, had, the big, the biggest, <laughs> what, what had the biggest weight was uh, was basically testimony, in my opinion, of other people that uh, uh, basically were, were cutting deals and then also uh, were, uh, yeah, you, you know, if you're taking on the, the, the most powerful government uh, in the world, I mean, I'll tell you from advice, boy, you better have some deep pockets and uh, and everything else, because it's, it's just, uh, you know, so we're fortunate that we have the most powerful government in the world. But boy, I'll tell you what, it's 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 really a tall drink to do. So you're telling me that it's based off a of testimony. They didn't go back. Did they get any bank statements? Was there any anything to show from that six hundred thousand dollars where any money was allocated anywhere besides where it was supposed to go? Rob, that's your so, question. I don't know. No, you're fine. You're fine. So, Silk, what I'll, what I'll tell you this is that to go through this whole trial to go through it. So first of all, I was a character witness to whereas, you know, I, I just got up at the very end of trial. I was not allowed to, 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 to watch, do anything. And to go through something like this, it's kind of traumatic. You just, you just, it, you don't even want to look at things. And there's still probably 80% of the trial. I, I, it, there's, there's like, I don't know, three weeks of documents and, and what have you mm-hmm. not skirting around your question. So to answer you, I have not looked at everything. My understanding is that there is one $40,000 check that was made by a consultant to my brother, John, that is the harbinger of this, that it all, that they say, this is what John got out of it. 
and they say we think he got more but this is what we think that that he got out of this and so uh that, that that's what i know on that go ahead so once again let me let me ask you this question because see if there's a forty thousand dollar check that means there's a paper trail that means you can go to his bank account to see if he cashed his check you know, and so I would need to even want to know that information because I need to know how did they find him guilty of something if there was no evidence or was there evidence of a paper trail to show that that there was some money given to him? You know, we got to under we got to know that as well. So it seems like you all have like it's like two different things going on here. You have a role FBI and then mm -hmm. you we got to see. Did did a check get cashed or what have you? Do you were you in the courtroom during this particular time, Bron? No, I was not. I, I was only okay. allowed to, to come after it was really at the very end. Okay. And so what I know is what I've heard, and what I've heard is what I just told you. It, it, it's really kind of when you read so much negative things, it's really hard to, to even want to crack open and look at stuff years later. And quite frankly, you pay people to do that for you. And anyway, that that's not skirting around I, it. That's just that's just where it is. You just really don't know. You basically just answered it. You really don't know because now I have a question like, what did the jury see? Did they see this? Did they show them that? Did they show them a cancel check, uh, you know, written in his name, et cetera? to get really down to the bottom of it. Something must have been shown for the jury, the jury to come back and say, you know, you're guilty of something, okay? But lo and behold, still, if you have someone in the government that want to destroy mm -hmm. uh, information that could have shown proof that your brother, John Woods, uh, Senator John Woods, was not guilty of this, that right there should have null and void everything, I would think. Mm -hmm. But you know, they yes. making up their own laws and rules as they go anyway. You know? And That's exactly right. And, mm -hmm. Yes. And, you know, um, even if you look at the way all of this was treated, even once he did admit to destroying the evidence back in... Uh, August 17th of 2022, uh, you look at that uh, admittance of guilt. Then you look at the memo that he sent, that his lawyer sent uh, to the court um, mm -hmm. asking for one year. Now, what he asked for, Silk, was one year unsupervised probation. Now, that would raise some questions because according to the law, he could get up to 20 years in prison. He's asking for one year unsupervised probation. And... Uh, the interesting part of this, which you'll probably find very interesting, is that his excuse for asking for this lenient sentence was he used Kevin Kleinsmith. And you remember Kevin Kleinsmith of the, yeah. was the FBI agent that altered some evidence in the Russia hoax. Uh, Kevin Kleinsmith received uh, probation, as well as a William Don Tisseby, who was doing an investigation on the governor of Missouri, he ended up getting a very lenient sentence as well. So um, Cesario's justification in asking for this low sentence was the fact that two other FBI agents have done things like this. Now, he actually destroyed evidence. He didn't tamper with it. He destroyed it. But nonetheless, I think this is, to me, this incriminates the FBI itself, because yeah. now not only 
that he admit to guilt, but he's given us two more examples of FBI agents that have done this. How many more have done this? How many convictions have we had where FBI agents have done something with evidence that could have exonerated someone that's going to trial? We have no idea, but it's not surprising now when we look to see what is going on in our country with the that's DOJ right. and the FBI. And, and so to me, I tell people this is like another small piece of the big corruption puzzle that mm -hmm. needs to be put together. And I'm hoping that the House Judiciary Committee headed by Jim Jordan is going to be looking into some of these these matters, because, um, again, uh, this FBI agent committed crimes. He destroyed yeah. evidence. He lied about it. And he was in contempt of court when he was told to turn in that computer and he refused to do so. So then when you go into the, the sentencing trial and you see what the prosecution says about all of this, this was a shocker to me because we were there. Uh, Rob and I both were there with his other brother, Dustin, uh, and mm -hmm. several other friends that were following the story. We were there in the courtroom when he was being sentenced and the prosecution. This is the thing that was startling. He said there was no evidence now, I might have sent you that information, Silk. I'm not sure. There was no evidence to prove that there was any reason why Cesario destroyed this computer other than his medical records. Well, that's not true. Cesario admitted himself mm -hmm. in his plea that he destroyed the evidence because there was relevant information in the John Woods case. So, number one, the prosecution was not true in that. Number two, the prosecution's argument is that there was only one piece of evidence destroyed uh, by Cesario. Well, I beg to differ. You know, it wasn't one piece of evidence. It was one computer that had lots of evidence on it. It wasn't yeah. like one little piece. So the, the way they picked, they, the way they portrayed this uh, crime that the, the uh, Cesario committed was really making it look like he really didn't do too much bad. You know, I mean, one piece well, of evidence and, you know, and I'm going, wait a minute. No, it was not a piece of evidence. Uh, but it still, if you got, if, if you have the, an FBI agent that is connected to this particular case, who destroyed, mm -hmm. who admitted to destroying relevant evidence yes. to this particular case, this case should have been dismissed right then and there. So not only did he destroy uh, information on the computer, he's also destroying this man's life. Exactly. That's doing 18 years uh, in, in prison. Okay. Exactly. If this information could have exonerated him, right, and he deleted yes. it, then guess what? This case should have been dismissed. Now, are you all in contact with Jim Jordan? We are getting in, trying to get information to him. We're actually in North Carolina contacting Dan Bishop, Congressman Dan Bishop, because he is on that judiciary. Uh, committee along with Jim Jordan. We feel like that's our first point of contact. And we're trying okay. to make that connection now. But we're really wanting to get this information to them because we feel like this is another area that needs to be investigated um, and something done. It's one thing still to investigate, but we really need something done. I mean, this corruption has got to go or we are doomed. Our country is going down the tubes fast if we do not have justice in this country. Yeah, and it also seems like, you know, as it pertains to Republicans, they want to do away with all Republicans. I don't care That's what right. a Republican do or what they want to accuse a Republican of. 
They want to find them guilty first before they even put them on trial and then lock them up afterwards before they even put them on trial, you know? And that's exactly. what it seems like what's going on. Because we got some corrupt Democrats that have did some corrupt things with billions upon billions of dollars and they still walking right. around free. They're still walking well, that's around. That's that two-tier justice system. That's the two-tier yeah. justice system that needs to be dealt with. Yes. And it's it's time for it to be dealt with. It, that we don't need any more of this. Um, mm -hmm. any more innocent people going to prison. I mean, it's the same and it's a, di a different set of circumstances, but even the J6ers, the way they've been treated is so right. wrong. This is yeah. another thing that needs to be uh, dealt with. I mean, um, I agree. You know, we've got to have a recourse. There's got to be something done and these, the Congress right. uh, needs to take their position of authority and investigate and do something about what's happening in the Department of Justice. That's right. Especially if we have a constitution, we're supposed to have due process. You know, people, they exactly. should not just be throwing people in jail because they think of this or think they've done that. And if you got a rogue FBI agent that done took and lied and then done took and exactly. destroyed evidence, relevant information that could have exonerated this guy, then guess what? Mm -hmm. This whole case should be dismissed. You know, I hope that you all get in contact with John Jordan. I would do my best to post this and 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 oh, make sure I you. tag him in this because something has to be done. If we have Democrats and Republicans, it is time for our Republican mm -hmm. base, the ones that's supposed to be the head, to stand up, raise up, man up, woman up, and protect us yes. from all of these demonic bastards that want to cease to uh, 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 lock up Republicans and call us all of these damnable names to make it look like we don't belong here on this earth. So it's time for them to do something here because if you got that role, FBI, I have to keep going back to that because exactly. that's where, yeah, that's where the rubber meet the road at. You destroyed mm -hmm. information that could have exonerate uh, former Senator John Woods of, of Arkansas, where is it at? Of, uh, Arkansas. Arkansas, am I right? Yes, could have exonerated right. him. Okay, and but no, you go ahead on and you tell the jury you don't get to hear this information. That's something mm -hmm. else that I'm surprised that nobody tried to appeal on. Uh, uh based off of that, you know, the exactly. fact that the jury couldn't even hear all of the evidence. You know, so let me ask you this: Do you all have a place where people can go if they want to see the full? Uh, story uh, about this? Do y'all have any articles or anything out there where people can follow this particular story? Yes. Uh, Rob, do you want to share that or do you want me to share that? Uh, Defendapatriot.com and then look for John Wood's name and click on that. And there's also a menu that says documents and uh, all the legal documents that substantiate what we've said today are out there. And uh, there's a donate button on there that uh, if, if uh, you know, if, if anybody wanted to help, uh, you know, we, we as a family, John would appreciate it. Uh, and it's just going towards legal expenses to, to help him continue to try to fight to, uh, to get his freedom. He's, he still have an opportunity to appeal this or go through in another appeals court or where are we at on that? We're trying to see what our recourse is at this point. Uh, okay. We do feel like one of the, the main goals is to get it to the um, 
to the House Judiciary Committee. But also, he did mention to me once before, if he has to take it to the Supreme Court, he wouldn't mind doing that. But of course, that takes a lot of money. And just to let you know, Silk, this is another problem we have in our country. We're lacking good defense lawyers that will go to bat for some of these people that are fighting for their lives and good patriots. Um, And they've John's already had, what, three lawyers, Rob? Three lawyers. And none of them went to bat for him and fight. and he's not the only one. I've heard of several other people that um, their lawyers wanted to take a plea bargain and they didn't want to take a plea bargain. Wow. So uh, this this family has suffered a lot financially. Uh, they've lost their brother uh, and their son in prison, have you know, lost those years that you can't get back. Um, mm-hmm. Our prayers are that God will um, will vindicate and um, bring this to light and justice will eventually be rendered. But we really, uh, if there's any, and also if there's anybody that has any advice or suggestions of what we could do, uh, we're really open because um, it seems like our resources have, have been drained a little bit at this point. But again, I will reiterate what he said. Defendapatriot.com is our website. We have articles. We have podcasts that we've done. We've had uh, news uh, coverage of this case. And we do have that donate button. If anyone would feel led in their heart to help the Woods family with this expense, we would certainly appreciate that because um, it's just much needed right now. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, I think you're doing the right thing with starting off with Dan Bishop and um, getting the word out there is the key because the mainstream media, they don't, they're not going to want to touch this. They're not going to want you on to talk about this, but you know what? Diamond and Silk Chit Chat Live is right here for you guys to keep everybody updated and informed. We will share this. We will tag Jim Jordan and Dan Bishop in uh, this particular video to let them know something's got to give here. If you're sitting on these committee, do your job. Stop all of this corruption that we see going on on this land. You know, uh, 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 Miss Davis and uh, Connie and Rob, I want to say uh, thank you all. Thank you all for coming on to the show, and we will be sure to uh, keep everybody updated as far as what's going on with your brother. Thank you for being on the Thank show. Thank you God. so much. We felt like Thank you were going to be a launch pad for us. Thank you. God bless. God Thank bless you. you. Wow. Incredible, you all. It's a lot of corruption going on in our country, and somebody got to be here to talk about it. And I guess it's Silk. Because that's all I can do is talk about it and call it out from the rooter to the tutor, no matter what it looks like. Now, I happen to go back and find a little snippet that I want you all to take a look at. Yes, sit back and take a look at this. You see what I'm saying? So, what you, get what you want off the buffet and leave the rest on the And leave buffet. the rest. Yes. But don't just dismiss somebody because you think you know everything. Right. And now that it's done blown up in your face, you looking stupid. Mm-hmm. Let me calm down, Silk. Okay, calm so down. So when I heard what I heard today, I had to calm down. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I saw Mother's Bible sitting on my uh, kitchen table. Uh-huh. Silk, hand me Mother's Bible, oh, please. certainly. Hand me Mother's Bible. You know, sometimes, so that I won't cuss somebody out. Okay. Sometimes you have to get the Bible. Uh-huh. And girl, 
I'm reminded by a scripture. And no, this is not no Bible class. Okay. But I'm reminded by a scripture girl in uh -huh. John. Okay. Uh -huh. And, and I, I'm saying this here because I got to get people attention because people are still walking around acting like they don't know. Okay. Acting like they don't know. Mm -hmm. You see how I'm trying to stay calm stay to keep from yelling. Yeah, acting like they don't know. Now, listen, y'all know I can become a yeller. Uh -huh. I, something can hit me. I'm sorry. Go to cut your volume down. Cut the volume down. Cut your volume down. Yes. Okay. okay. So I came across this scripture, mm -hmm. John, uh -huh, uh, chapter, uh, what chapter is this here? Chapter 10, verse 10. And let me read it to you okay. in case you John, don't know. 10 and 10. Uh -huh. And All it right. says, the thief cometh not before to steal and to kill and to destroy. So mm. mm -mm -mm. take the Bible back. Yeah. I'll take mama's body mm -hmm. back. Yeah, uh, listen to me. Yes. A thief uh -huh. comes to kill, steal, steal and, and destroy. destroy. Yes. You yes. know it. Oh. I know it. Everybody know it that this mofo stole this election. Yep. Uh-huh. He's a, a thief. thief comes to steal, kill, and, and destroy. Look at how jobs are being killed. Uh-huh. Look at how people are being killed. Uh-huh. Look at how businesses are being, being destroyed. Killed. Yes. Look at this here. Yes. Don't expect, no, listen. Look at how the country's yeah, being destroyed. A thief is not going to be nice to you. No. A thief is not going to be nice to you. So you all sitting around like this regime is going to give you something give good. Yeah. A thief comes to kill, steal, yeah. and destroy. That's what a thief is. Wow. They stole it. That's right. They are thieves. Yes. Kill, steal, destroy. Right. Mm. She said that thing, kill, steal, and destroy. When you look around at all of the different damnable things that's going on in our country, when you look at how our country is being stolen, how it's being destroyed, how the wealth of America is being stolen from us, how Americans are being murdered and killed, and they want to tell us, oh, just go alone, turn the other way, be in denial is to save your life. And it's really killing you? Uh-huh. A thief cometh, but to not just to, to, to kill, steal, and to destroy. And look around what's happening in our country. These people stole the election in 2020. They know they stole the election in 2020. This regime know it stole the election in 2020. They are the puppets who's behind the curtains pulling the strings. And when I see a quote unquote Chinese balloon flying all across the United States of America, getting whatever information it wants to get, taking these selfies and pictures and sending it back, they said to China is what they're saying. Uh-huh. Who's in bed? with who we need to know that who's in bed with who because this thief has come to kill steal and destroy america is being destroyed today it's being destroyed it's being stolen from we the american people there was a something called the american dream and now it's being stolen Americans are being killed today with something they call a vaccine. 
how you gonna take something that they call a vaccine and still catch the very thing that you're getting jabbed to keep from catching? It don't make any sense whatsoever. And this thief, this demonic devil that I call Jim Crow Joe Biden, that regime has come to kill, steal, and destroy. But in the midst of them doing all of this, we're going to still have to pray. We're going to have to trust God and we're going to have to pray. That's exactly what we are going to have to do. So every day at 11.21 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I want you all to pray for this country. Pray for our country, you all, because right now it is going straight to hell. We have to pray that God deliver us from all of this evil that has come upon us every single day at 11.21 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to pray for you and I want you to pray for me because I believe in the power of prayer and I believe that prayer changes things. So in the meantime and in between time, I look to see you next time right here on Diamond and Silk Chit Chat Live. Bye-bye. You're watching Lindell TV. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to bring you my Giza Dream bedsheets for the best offer ever. We're all experiencing rising prices, but I was able to secure a limited amount of Giza cotton for a great price, and I'm passing those savings directly on to you. You can get my Giza Dream bedsheets for as low as $29.98 with your promo code. They're the most luxurious sheets ever, made with the world's best cotton. It's grown only in a region between the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. I know my sheets are perfect for you, and I'm extending my 60-day money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2023, making them the perfect gifts for your friends, your family, and everyone you know. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to save 50% on my Giza Dream bed sheets. That's as low as $29.98. Quantities are extremely limited at these amazing prices, so please order now. Hey, y'all. Hey. We're Diamond and Silk. Mm -hmm. Join us Monday through Fridays, 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on FrankSpeech.com, Lindell TV with Diamond and Silk Chit Chat Live. That's right. Oh, it be going down over here. You know That's it. Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh -huh. Hey. Hey. We want to see your face. Your face. In the place. Boom.